Yo, yo, what up, what up, what up, <clears throat> yo, what is up, Bobby, welcome to episode eight, episode eight, we eight, eight weeks in, Kobe number, ooh, R.P. Kobe, right, R.P. Kobe. Kobe, yo, so what's, so what's been going on with you the past week, dog? same old, same old, man, just work, uh, yo, did you have to go off on somebody at work the other day? Didn't I? Did you, nigga? I wasn't I, there. I, don't. <laughs> I believe I did. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I had to go up on a couple people, like, all, all last week, or a week before last, and this past week. I just been, man, I've been, I been going hard, like, because I've been having to cover cover uh, first shift, uh-huh. and they all just and lazy, entitled people, yo. I hate it with a passion. And then a lot of... A lot of my lazy and entitled people left from my shift and to went to first shift or whatever. They said they gotta go home. Home yeah. is where the heart is, yeah. baby. And they, they they didn't know that I I follow. <laughs> <laughs> like like so, no matter what, like you still have to do your job when I'm around. Right. And that that's the only thing I like. I will never. You can ask anybody on my team. Like I hate being a person that comes to you like, hey yo, can you go? Can you go switch with this person because they not doing their job? Like mm-hmm. my thing is. If we all do our job, then mm. nobody has to work hard. Right. If everybody just do what they're supposed to do, you will never hear my mouth. I will never like say anything bad to you. Like I won't even look your way if you just doing your job. I'll even at, at this point, I'll even like there's a there's a really strong no phone policy at my job or whatever. Really, but yeah, but like like if if you if you keeping up and you meeting your numbers and you doing what you got to do. Bro, go ahead and watch two episodes of Seinfeld. I don't care. Like, <laughs> I really don't care. Like, just do your job, and we won't have our problem at all. But people just, like, I had this one issue where um, this guy, he, what did he say? So he he would leave one box of this uh, of these camera things at all times. Like, on my shift, he did it. On now on this on this other shift he's doing it and it will always cause the next rotation to be behind mm-hmm. and I'm like bro just do that one box but the problem is is that that one that that style of box takes longer to make than the other one mm-hmm. so I'm like bro if you just knock it out then you don't have to see it again for the rest <laughs> of the day just do it now and nobody gotta do it later on right so he he just refused to do it or whatever so. He went to the bathroom. I walk over to his machine. I log him out. <laughs> I, lo- I log him out, log myself in, mm-hmm. and scan the box. And I sit there until he did it. He still didn't do it. So, wow. I, went got, so, so I went and got the supervisor. Wow. Yeah. So he told the supervisor, I'm picking on him. Wow. I'm like, bro. And it, it made it even worse because, like, so recently when we got the new HR lady, she's been, like, on people heavy about, like, you know, um, racial racial things sexist things stuff like that right so i'm like yo if he go to the this is not his first time saying i'm picking on him. is he a white dude no it's it's, it's an asian guy oh. asian guy he probably been in in the u.s maybe maybe five years so he, he can barely speak english okay he fresh okay. yeah so he you know he always oh he picking on me he picking on me he picking on me and it's like this has traveled from my shift we had to have two uh stand-up meetings with the whole team about this and then oh y'all had one in the meetings that was really about y'all too, but everybody had to listen to not single nobody out. Yeah, yeah, Yo. yeah. And then my supervisor had a private meet him meeting with him about this. Uh huh. And so he brought it up to him like, yeah, Bobby's picking on me. He's picking on me. 
And so now he's saying it again. I'm like, bro, if you go to HR with this bullshit and I get in trouble, I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> I promise. I'm going to fuck you up. But Yo. I, I ended up going to the uh, to one to my old team lead. He's now a supervisor. I went to him and he was like, um, he was like, he's like, well, the way you described it, like you, you have all the time, the time stamps. So they can go take the camera and they can see that he wasn't doing his job. Well, y'all niggas on camera? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, but they they don't, well, they're not supposed to watch the cameras until something bad happens or something wrong happens or whatever. Mm-hmm. So so they not supposed, even like, actually, I was told that, like, say if, okay, say if I caught you, if say if I caught you stealing from a vending machine, right? Mm. And then. How you steal from a vending machine? Look, look, uh-uh. just random, random scenario. Random uh, scenario. Yo, like, nigga, if I step from a vending machine, I'm talented, nigga. <laughs> and go. I deserve a raise, nigga. <laughs> book, I'm going to take everything. Let's, let's just say I, I catch you standing from the vending machine, right? Okay. So, but then they look on video and they see that you walk past and slap somebody. Mm-hmm. They can't get, they can't charge you with the slap of somebody. Because they were only looking for if you stole from the vending machine. Man, they'll say, nah, <laughs> look at you slap that nigga on the back of the head. Nah. So like so oh, so I guess that's in like our union book or whatever. Like you can you can only charge them for what you were looking for. Because technically you're not supposed to be looking on the cameras anyway. Uh-huh. So you wouldn't have known that have happened unless you looked at the cameras. Uh-huh. So you can only So if char- so if you getting uh, what's the sh- if you get investigated for theft, but then they find out you like fucking the coworker in the break room, they can't get you for that. They can't get you for the fucking the, the coworker, uh-huh. but they have to get you. They'll get you for whatever they think you did. Bro, they go get you for fucking that coworker. Some way, somehow, of course, yeah, of yeah. course. You know, we we just happen to be a, man. Hey, let them know they tuned into the greatest real quick. Oh bro. yeah, Let's man. We we already in. Nigga, like, no, you now went off, nigga. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey. I'm sorry. I'm episode, sorry. Episode eight. Episode eight. You <laughs> coming in hot. You coming in hot. This nigga like, yo, I'm like, yo, how was work? This nigga like, nah, 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 nah. Tired of this bitch. <laughs> nah. But it's, it's actually like, it's, it's getting better now. Like they, I've, I've, I've been less stressed when I started to care less. Mm-hmm. That's a bar. So. <laughs> hey. Hey. <laughs> So so yeah, I definitely uh it's definitely getting better. Like like I said, the less the less I care, I'm just more I'm less stressed. I just don't care anymore. So, but 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 we know that that's not where your heart is anyway. At all. We know you are, you know, like at heart you are an artist. Yes, definitely. So since we're talking so speaking of art, bro. What do you like out of all of the art that you created, what do you think is your single greatest piece of art so that can be like from your comic from your comic days it could be one of your big like mosaics one of your skateboards one of your pieces of clothes anything just one single piece of art if you had to show one single piece of art to the world and put your name next to it which one of your pieces of art would you display to the world and why that's tough that's really tough because it so I have one piece in particular that I'm really proud of, but then I also have another piece that I feel like the world would appreciate more. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the one piece that I'm really proud of is actually in that that really big uh, sketchbook under our dining room table. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a four, four page spread or, or two page spread. And it actually uh, influenced uh, this particular drawing influenced a whole like comic universe I wanted to do or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, like it, it got, it got so many, like so many likes and comments and reviews and stuff like that. Like whenever I would, I would have the chance to, um, to like message or talk to some of the, the artists that I follow on Instagram or Facebook, uh, back in the day, I used to always use this picture like, Hey, yo, can you critique my work? And I would send that. Right, and they, you know, and they would give me honest feedback about it. So that was your best foot forward. Yeah, that was, well, your, that, that was your Jack Skellington shirt, pretty much. <laughs> so, but not, not even, not even best foot forward. It was just like, like it was. I had stepped out of my, out of my comfort zone on so much stuff because like I don't really do backgrounds. Mm-hmm. I like heavy, heavy details wasn't my thing back then. So like I had, it was like this, this picture, this kid like crouching, on like a on like a building or whatever. And then I had like the, the depth of field back there and you can see all the, like the fog and stuff. And I'm like, yo, I, I really like this. Like, I, and I was like, just proud of myself for stepping out of that conference. Right, right, right. Uh, but the, I think the one I would like put up for people to see is definitely the, uh, the skateboard I got hanging in the, uh, in the living room now. Uh, my, my koi fish. If you know me, I love my koi fish paintings and drawings and stuff. But yeah, my, my koi fish, my koi fish picture is like really, really dope. I like I like that one a lot. That was my second, yeah, my second um, skateboard I drew and painted, um, and then from there I did like two more. So yeah, that that was like the first of many that like a lot of people look at and admire, and like I'm proud proud of. What about you? For me, my single favorite piece of art or if i had to display my art to somebody it would probably be uh this song i made called um oh i don't know i would probably go last argument with 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 me and genesis i remember last argument yeah that's when i got all the views that's when that pays me yeah and um Cause I wrote my part, I wrote Genesis part. It's a fun little pop bop, and mm-hmm. I and I like it, and I like it. Uh, I mean, it was fun to make. And if I didn't do that one, it might be my second would probably be uh, Clueless. Mm-hmm. And uh, that one is just me. That one is just me. Of course, I like wrote everything, but it's like me singing on it, and I can't really sing, but I think the lyrics are solid, and I think the beat is solid. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's one of them songs that if the right person got like a hold of it, that bitch would slap. I don't remember Clueless. So many questions. I would love to have an answer to. You remember that? I don't remember that one. Okay. I don't remember that one. That was off of uh, my second one, Avalanche, I think. Oh, I do remember that one. I do remember that one. Now you you brought it. Okay. Yeah. No, that was that, that was like probably my favorite. Those are like my two favorites. Hmm. And, and and so they were fun. They were fun to make. And um, I think a lot of people would like them if they were probably done by somebody else. Like Streetlight's still a banger. I don't know why you'll put Streetlight's in there. Streetlight's a banger. I like Streetlights. Streetlight's be- just because I don't know, I got weird feelings about Streetlights. Yeah. Say because I did old girl super duper bowl, and whenever I hear Streetlights, I just kind of think about it and I feel bad. That's the past, bro. Uh, That's the past. No, but I like I like Streetlights. Streetlights was cool. Street Lights was cool. Like I said, that was my first one to a million, so it always has a special place in my heart. Uh, there was another one you did with um, with uh, with Chris, Big Chris. Uh, the one that you guys performed at Club Blue. No upset. Or 
or um 13 13 13 i like i like 13 i like 13 a lot that was a good one yeah 13 was cool 13 yeah 13 was good that's that's actually like i that you yes that's you so when it come down to art is it's always hard for me to pick a favorite because i always have a, a favorite for whatever phase i'm going through yeah like and it's it's weird because like so so the same way i had these feelings about the the picture i was talking about earlier um i have the same feelings for another another picture and that's like my this is so this if I had to have like, you know, a quote unquote baby in all of this, it would be it would be that particular picture or whatever, because and this one kind of happened the opposite. I always had the idea for this particular character. Um, like we've never seen we've never seen like a badass chunky character. Uh-huh. Like every every main character is always yeah, is fit, always fit. In shape, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. And then the 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 you get a fast supporting character. Yeah, and and then that that fast supporting character is usually one of two things: comedy relief, uh huh, or they like super smart and don't do shit. Right. Like they they're never like the super tough first on the line type of deal or whatever. Right. Like even you look at people like Choji yeah. from from Naruto. Like Choji was. <clears throat> Choji grew to be this badass character or whatever. Uh-huh. But in the beginning, we didn't really take Choji serious. Yeah. Uh he was always eating, you know, he he kinda he did he had he didn't have any real likable qualities uh-huh. until the fight with um uh Jirobo. Yeah. And he got his butterfly wings and shit. Yeah. And that was super dope. And like I always felt like the the cop out to turn a chunky character or to make a chunky character great was to make him skinny. Because as soon as he got skinny, he got the butterfly wing. He was badass. Mm. But I, I always felt like, and it, it was just like way before, like, well, I don't want to say way before, but when I was, when I thought about this character, it was, I didn't have the, the body positivity community involved or in, in my head. Right. I was just like, I want to make a dope, like a dope chunky character. And like, and it was really tough for me because like, if you, you look on it, <clears throat> you look on the internet for like, well, what we call reference poses or whatever. Yeah. You will never see uh, uh reference tracks. I know, right? Huh. <laughs> so uh you would never see uh a chunky person do references or whatever because mm. it's just unfortunately it's harder for them to put themselves in these different positions or whatever. Mm. So it took a lot for me to kind of like make my own way of drawing this dude and making him look, you know, presentable or whatever. Yeah. And make him look legit. Um, so when I finally got down, like how I wanted him to look, you know, and like consistently draw him on a on a on a daily basis or whatever, I, I was like super super proud of it. And then like you know, just his his background, where he came from, and all of the stuff or whatever. So like that that you know grew this whole another whole comic or you know short story universe or whatever. Um, but I always have different favorites at different times it's, it's weird so i can never <laughs> i can never choose one kid over the other <laughs> yeah yeah no nah, i get i get that and uh i know it's about naruto and uh i i thought it's always was super sweet how naruto kind of did their writing yeah to where it was like they 
you of course you had your your A list characters. You had your Naruto, Sasuke, Kakashi, right? Hinata, but, chill out. I mean, not Hinata, Sakura, chill out. She was <laughs> <laughs> no. chill out, Sakura. No, chill she out. she she might have been B tier. She was a B tier for sure. And um, okay. But you know, you had the main characters, but then they had all of these side characters, and I feel like they did a decent job giving most of their side characters some level of shine. Like I feel the opposite. No, I feel like Rock Lee got some shine. Uh like you said, Choji got some shine. Uh what's old uh girl name? Uh Shikamaru got some shine. Yeah. Oh uh yeah, Eno got some shine. I feel like they all got some shine relative to the series. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean like for it to have been like five hundred episodes, no, but like you have something that you can look to for that character. Be like, oh, this is what they did. That was sweet. Because, like, even though Neji was a side character, you felt some kind of way when Neji died. Because Neji was just that nigga. That's what I'm, but I'm saying, though, I don't <laughs> feel like he got much more shine than, like, a Ned, than, like, Rock Lee or anything. Oh, definitely not. Nah, nah, nah. That, well, yeah, 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 yeah. No, see, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, they gave yeah. everybody a decent amount. Like, not, not, uh, not Tintin. Except for Tintin, they t- they played they played Tintin, they played uh, uh, Kiba and Akamaru. Uh, they he had that one fight against the the twins or whatever, but uh-huh. that was his only fight. Uh-huh. He had that one fight, and then not even just fights, but like story development. But, but I'm itself. saying though, like when you look at something like that, and then you compare mm-hmm. it to something like Dragon Ball though, Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. Dog, this nigga Piccolo ain't done nothing since. Oh yeah, yeah, since yeah. Since he uh, fought the android, bro. Yeah, I mean, wow, it's my nigga Goku get here. But that's what I'm saying though. Like Dragon Ball, like bitch, they characters out, but like Naruto showed their side characters in like a good light. They might have went away after, but they always showed them in a good light. Cause Dragon Ball, they'll show you like doing good like a long time ago. But then niggas is super saiyans, niggas is going off of instinct and all of this other shit. And bro, you out of your weight class. There's nothing you can really do. Like, all you can really do is wait for him, like, like you said. Like I said. Like, so when, when that nigga I'm, Goku get here. I'm an appetizer. That's it. I'm just I'm just going to warm you up. Wait till my nigga Goku get here. You're no. going to bust your ass. Man, I don't, I don't know. Man, that's how these shows do. Bro, is it, is it, um, if you could uh, kill off one protagonist in a show. Like a main protagonist in the show, who would you kill off and why? Oh, a main protagonist? Yeah. Ooh. So, like, this is the good guy. This is the guy that people supposed to like. This is the guy that people supposed to like. Root for. Niggas go hate me. Who you? Who you got? The anime community go hate me, but I'm killing Monkey D. Luffy. Ooh. I I do not <laughs> like. Monkey. But I'm looking at you like whoa. <laughs> he like he say look, he say yes. We do hate you. Look look look. <laughs> hear me less. out. Hear me out. Okay. Hear me out. So in one, <laughs> this, this would have been a good time for the crickets. <laughs> uh, so in so in one piece. Uh-huh. So if y'all don't, if, without, without being a, don't be a super spoiler. No, 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 no. This is a very general idea of what's going on. Mm-hmm. So in one, if for the people that don't know, uh, this character Monkey D. Luffy is from this anime called One Piece, um, and it, it's about pirates and you know Marines and all this stuff over there. Really good show. Um, it's a lot to get into. It's a big commitment. So if you got commitment issues, don't watch it. Like it's a big commitment. Um, it actually just reached like a thousand and I think a thousand and seven chapters now which like might be one of the longest running man that's ridiculous i know right uh but anyway so <clears throat> so monkey d luffy is the captain of the jolly roger ain't that the name of his 
I think it's the Jolly Roger. But he he's the captain of this this ship called the Jolly Roger, right? Mm-hmm. So when I say nigga leadership skills, it's at zilch, <laughs> not a non-existent. Like he could not be my leader in this fucked up world. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, is like don't get me wrong, his his skill set is amazing. Um like he he has that he has charisma out the ass. But like, bro, I cannot follow you. Like, I don't I don't understand how like he has worse of a complex than like Goku. Mm. Like he's he can't like I will not follow this man for nothing. I don't care how strong you are. <laughs> I'm finna go chill at the bar. Like, no, I'm not finna join your pirate crew. Right. But like, but he but he badass. He just has no kind of uh leadership skills to me. To me. Now now granted, with you down with with, with the Jolly Rod oh the straw hats. That's the name of his crew, the Straw Hats. The name of his ship is a Jolly Roger, uh-huh. but the name of the crew is the Straw Hats. So if you down with the Straw Hats, he going to go in for you. Like, he is ride or die. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care if you just joined yesterday. You got a problem with some nigga 10 years ago? Find that nigga. Let's whoop his ass. <laughs> like, like, stop the boat. Turn this bitch around. <laughs> we going to find him. Like, he, he is that ride or die kind of guy. But... I just don't like his 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 leadership skills. But from a writing standpoint, I think <clears throat> I think killing him, even if it's just like the fake, you know, mm-hmm. anime death or whatever, they come back yeah. twenty episodes later. Yeah. If if they kill him, the whole the whole world flips because so so of course it's this story about like how he came up to start to be like this great pirate or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of see, like, I think it's like every couple of chapters you get to see, like, their bounty and how much the Marines, how much money the Marines is put on these people's heads. Right. So, like, every couple of chapters, they, they bounty grow, 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 grow. And they've been to all these places or whatever. So I feel like if you kill him, like, the it's this one chick that love him or whatever. She's, like, one of the one of the top, was it? Not young, not Yonko. It's whatever, like, but she's like one of the top badass pirates in the in the world or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she's like madly in love with this dude. She got like a whole army behind her. So you got if you kill him, you got her coming behind you. Then you got like his granddad, his teacher. Mm-hmm. Like it's so many people he's touched and impacted. Like I said, just off charisma, you kill him, it makes the story so much better. Even if it's just like I said, twenty episodes, twenty mm-hmm. chapters or whatever, it will make the story so much better. Um, just to see, like, yeah, he is, he badass, but he can be killed. Right. So. See, you, and you actually said my person, bro, because I would want to see Goku die and just be done. They tried that, though. No, I mean, be done. I mean, just be, and this is why I say that, just because I feel from a writing standpoint, Goku is just not that good of a character. Like, he has no depth. He's like, I like to scrap and I like to fight and I like to beat niggas ass. That's it. That's it. Like, he don't care about his wife. He don't care about his kids. <laughs> he love Chi-Chi. Chill out. I can't tell. Bro, <laughs> hey, th- oh, he got Chi-Chi pregnant and died, nigga. No, this nigga said, hey, yo, got her pregnant and said, you know, I'm going to uh, King Kai's, nigga, and never came back, dog. Child support is how much? Oh, no, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> man, that nigga Goku left. Goku didn't even want to smash Chi-Chi, bro. Chi-Chi really raped this nigga, dog. Yeah, yeah, So, yeah. he don't care about her. He, I mean, he loves Gohan and Goten and everything like that, but he'll leave them niggas behind in the fucking heart be like, oh, you guys are strong. He gave, dog, he gave this nigga sell a sensu bean, bro. Like, hey, yo, he said, yo, I know we, like, fighting you 
but yo, I'm gonna give you this to make you at full strength while my son is sitting at like 75. <laughs> like, nigga, you are a bad parent. And then, like, he doesn't, I don't know, bro. And he risked all the fucking universes so he could scrap with some niggas, dog. He's yeah. just, I, I just wanna prove him the best. See, no. And I feel like if he died and they left it in Gohan's hands or Goten's hands, somebody who was actually able to be raised, because Goku really wasn't raised. The nigga just got older. Like, Gohan got raised. Goten True. got raised. Like, so, you know, Go- Chi-Chi always wanted Gohan to be, like, a scholar, as yeah. they say. So, I feel like him being in charge or being that main protagonist would create different dynamics. And then, you know, he has kids that he plans on having. And, like, shit like that. I'd rather deal with the family tree from Gohan down versus Goku down. And... You can give Gohan all of the same overpower amps that you gave Goku. It's nothing major, but just due to Goku's lack of depth and character progression, I think he deserves that ill. Okay, so I I kind of agree with you, but <clears throat> I got to give you some kickback only because from a writing standpoint, it wouldn't make sense to me because of the because of the personality traits of of a person like even like. Vegeta and Goku, like they have vastly different um, personality traits. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then like Goku to Gohan, they have, they're like opposite, night and day or whatever. Mm-hmm. Where Goku, Goku is an active participant in the world versus Gohan is a passive participant. Mm-hmm. So like he, Gohan waits for stuff to happen. And then he'll get up and react to it. Mm-hmm. Where Goku like is actively looking to to see what is going on out here. And I think that that progresses the story forward constantly. Because he's he's always trying to be the best. Where Gohan is like, I'm cool where I'm at. And 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 that that's not good enough. But it's not Goku, from, from a writing Go, standpoint. But the thing about like them being on Earth is that trouble always finds them though. So Goku being proactive doesn't impact the way that they yeah but induce conflict but goku meets it head on he like okay the the trouble here where he at give me the address i'm there i'm there but like where gohan is like oh shit trouble's here hold on we're piccolo we gotta get everybody together we gotta figure (laughs) shit out like no like goku is there on spot what up (laughs) we cracking heads man that's because (laughs) that's because that nigga goku don't care and but then on top of that it's like like people hear about goku and they like, oh, this nigga is this. Oh, he how strong? And he just he just stopped the Red Ribbon Army. Okay, now we got to make somebody that's stronger than him. Where if you you don't get that kind of mystique around Gohan or even like you may get that around Vegeta. I think it may be a little different for Vegeta. If but, Goku <clears throat> if Goku died, then I feel like Vegeta would have the same. Because Goku, I mean, while Goku is stronger than Vegeta, I feel like from a writing standpoint, like I so said, just for, as a writer, like. There's no way that, I mean, like, depending on how Goku dies, let's say Goku dies in front of Gohan and he gets, like, another app and he gets to go God or Ultra Instinct or something. Then he gets, like, the permanent Zenkai boost, so now he's just as strong as Goku was. Or something, nigga, it's, it's anime. They can write the shit in there. He can find a fucking I mean, but magic as, apple, nigga. Like, it don't really matter. Like, But as as a writer, you still have to make the shit make sense. You, you, you can't just have somebody that's like a pacifist or that's passive in the things they do and then instantly turn them into somebody that's active and aggressive. Like, it doesn't make but sense. But he doesn't have to be active and aggressive because the trouble comes to Earth. The nigga's here already. Yeah, but it only comes to Earth because of Goku. 
And it, nigga, it's going to still come to Earth. Why did No, it's not. Like, if, if, if he's gone, if he's if Goku's gone, there's no reason for us to Yo, be why did Beerus come? Because he heard the thing about the Super Saiyan God, right? Yes. No, he was trying to figure out who the fuck killed Frieza. No, he wasn't. He was. He heard the thing about the Super Saiyan God. He didn't care who killed Frieza. No, he, he heard... Okay, yeah, they heard the rumor about it. But then he was like, okay, let me go check on Frieza. He's the fuck going on with him. He and did then, not, He did. In the, in the movie or the anime? I believe both. Mm. Okay. We, we, we can come back to it. Somebody comment yeah, below. Fact, yeah, look that up. Somebody fact check it below. Let us know. Because I believe he was like, let me go check on Frieza. And then... Dog, that nigga been dead for like... Nigga, Goten was born, bro. This nigga... This nigga dog. No, because Gohan was still a fucking baby when Frieza died. No, no. Yeah, but that, that's what I'm saying. If you watch the movie, he when he woke up, we had showed him everything that had happened because uh-huh. he slept through all of that, remember? Uh-huh. He had slept through all that. We showed him, and when he was looking like, hey, where is, where is Frieza? He saw him like, oh, this nigga Kakarot, Goku, killed him or whatever. Oh, where is he at? Oh, he's on, uh, he's on Earth. And then that's when they went to the fish or whatever, and the fish was like, Oh yeah, it's the was it Oracle Pitch something like that, mm-hmm. and he's like, yeah, it's something about a Super Saiyan God that you know you heard about and blah 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 blah, and then that's when he went to Earth and he's like, yeah, I'm looking for the Super Saiyan God, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, right. No, like, you have to watch the movie to like double check right, it. Yeah, I'm gonna have to but, double check it. But yeah, that's that's the guy I'm picking to die. That's that's the protagonist I'm picking to die. Now off anime, if we picking an antagonist to die. Definitely King Joffrey Bro, from every, Game of Thrones. But you want every antagonist to die, though? Not, not as much as I wanted Joffrey to die. I wanted Joffrey to die day one. And then, like... See, like, i never seen Game of Thrones, so I can't... Oh, my God. Okay, so... can't You have to carry this one. Oh, look, man. Team on my back, Jordan. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. But, uh... So, with this one, like... King Joffrey was such a little shithead. Oh my God, he was the worst. What did he do? So, so first off, he after after King Baratheon, I think his name was. I think it's King Baratheon. After he died, his son Joffrey, what well, he thought was his son Joffrey, took over the throne or whatever. And then he had um, he had this guy Ed Stark killed, mm-hmm. right? So when Ed Stark was killed or whatever, this was like well, I guess spoiler alert, nigga. It's, it's been this is first season. It's been off for a while now. Y'all y'all be alright. So <laughs> so so okay. I'll skip all of that. But he did so much foul shit, and then like not even just foul shit, but like his his mannerisms. Like he was the kind of guy like the same way niggas don't trust um uh Sonny from Paid in Full. Mm-hmm. Niggas don't trust uh what's the guy from uh from South Central. The bald head guy who who uh, who Kane stumped out. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So like same way niggas don't like the, that <laughs> that actor. Like niggas hated Joffrey like so much with a passion. So when he died, I stood up. <laughs> <laughs> I was so happy. Like when he oh died. well, nigga, he actually died. You got your wish. Yeah, but I I want him to die. I want him to die so much sooner. And then like the girl who the girl who like he forced to be his wife. Like she could have killed him. She could have pushed him off the top of the castle. Day one. Like right after this nigga just killed your daddy. And what made you watch? And then put his head on the spike. You could have pushed him off the castle. And this shit would have been done. 
But somebody else had to come in and kill this nigga. Like, I was so mad. Yo, yeah. I was so mad. But I was so happy when he died. But, like, apparently the actor is, like, really cool in real life. Uh-huh. And he, like, he's, uh, I think he's British. I'm pretty sure he's British. Yeah. But um, he, he ended up, like, opening a uh, a uh, acting theater. Oh, yeah. that's nice. Yeah, but, like, but he, he still gets trashed for that role. Like, niggas hate Joffrey with a passion, yo. I hated that, man. Yo, did you see that movie they they got out now called Girl in the Basement? I did not, but I hear good things about man, it. Man, you do not want to watch that. Is it good or bad? It's okay. It's it's, it's a very heavy movie. Okay. So, it's like... It's heavy one of, as in, like, the topic is heavy? Yeah, it's, te- it's heavy, and it leaves you, like, drained afterwards. <laughs> okay, okay. Like I mean, like the story. The story is cool. The ending is cool. Everything is cool about it. But man, without spoilers, what is it about? Okay, it's about a girl in the basement. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. outside of that, like you would not believe. But uh, it's about a girl <laughs> in the basement and uh, her time there. That's the only way you can really describe it without spoiling it. Okay. So I mean, like stuff. Ha- I mean, stuff happens, but it's it's not like a. Some like cinematic Marvel, like everything takes place in that one room. Okay. For the okay. Most part. Okay. Sounds sounds like a good watch. I mm-hmm. I might check it out. Mm-hmm. I've been uh, people been killing coming to America, so I've been I've been thinking about watching that, mm-hmm. and I'm like, mm, I don't know. So, I don't know. I don't watch movies no way. I'm more of a, I'm more you know me. I'm more of a game player, bro. Yeah. yeah. Oh um. Shit. Speaking of games, dog. What would you say are your three favorite games you ever played? Top three. Top three. Top three. Zelda Ocarina of Time. Is that out, is that number one or is that three? Out the gate. Is that, number, is that number one or is that number, number three? That's number one. Mm. That's number one. Mm. Top two and it ain't two. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time, mm. on the Nintendo 64. Um, then, I'm jumping to... This might be unfair, but I'm jumping to the God of War franchise. Mm, the God of okay. God of War franchise, because uh, they really can't pick just one. And then, but you mean the old games? You don't mean the new game? Because you didn't play the new game. I haven't played it, but like, so the way I play games now is I just watch all the cutscenes. Oh, boom! I mean, is I do want to play it, but like I was way more interested to see like how they were gonna play out this whole Norse mythology thing with with Kratos or whatever. Uh-huh. But um, but yeah, even even with that one in there too, like I, I like that one a lot. <clears throat> I like that whole franchise. Um, it's really hard for me to pick a third outside of like. Well, nigga, clearly it was hard for you to pick it too. You picked the whole franchise. Yeah, I mean, outside of like the obvious, you know, I love Mortal Kombat, so I had to throw Mortal Kombat up there as number three. At number three, yeah. The franchise? Are you picking a game? No, I will. I'll pick the Mortal Kombat franchise. Because you you got to think, I don't really play too many games. Like, I mean, if they were still making Fight Nights, that might be up there somewhere. Uh, but to to make my top three, like that that's such a limited space. So your three favorite franchises are the Zelda franchise, the God of War franchise, and the Mortal Kombat franchise. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Way to, way to cheat the fucking system. Hey man, hey man, loopholes, all right? <laughs> yeah. See, yes. So for me. Mine is a little bit more concise than that. Okay. For me, number three would be Last of Us. Number Last of Us One. Okay. I, I gotta go Last of Us One. Um I hear that's a good pick. 
The character, yeah, the characters are great. The story is great. And I'm telling you, like, it's one of them games that leaves you so immersed. Like, you feel for these characters, like their ups and their downs. You want them to win. You want certain characters to lose. You, you, you feel it all. And then it's one of them games too. So you like, you're adventuring and you like picking up like notes and stuff that that's like part of like the world building. So you see what other people were doing, like on outbreak day before they died and all of this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's top top three like greatest games I've ever played. And I think it was probably my favorite game I played on PlayStation Four. Nice. Uh, no, for me, number two would be uh, Need for Speed Underground Two. Classic. Classic. Like I said, I got it on PC. I got it on PC, and Classic. I still play it from time to time to this day. Uh, I mean, just it's the best racing game, bro. It was like one of the first like open world racing games. And then you could like put the spinners on the car, the neon, the hydraulics, and just be unnecessary with it. And I loved it. And the soundtrack was cool too. And um, like I always get like these flashbacks of me like putting in the game. Remember I got it on Christmas one year. I put in the game. I was listening to like Eminem Encore or whatever. And like ah, so like the nostalgia. <laughs> and uh, for me, number one is this random ass game called star ocean the second story star ocean is 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 a is a cult classic yeah uh especially the second one i've been looking for the second one to come back out on like other platforms but it hasn't so i have to play it with like a, a psp emulator because mm-hmm. they brought it out on the psp and that was the first time i actually beat it because when i had it on playstation one uh my character wasn't strong enough to win and all this other stuff i was younger i wasn't able to do it mm-hmm. but then when i was in high school they had it on psp so i bought it on psp and i was able to beat it and it was my first time beating it and i was so happy <laughs> oh my god i was in i was in school when i beat it i couldn't believe it i was happy but um if i had an honorable mention though like number four i would probably go uh i liked i liked the new god of war the newest one the new one yeah with, with atreus yeah. That'll be my that'll be my honorable mention. That was Boy. that's the that's the name. I was right. I was Boy, telling yeah. <laughs> I was telling a girlfriend about it and um I couldn't remember the, the kid's name. What be your honorable mention? What would be number four? Honorable mention? Probably Yoshi's Island for Super Nintendo. Oh not if nigga got a game. I'm sick. <laughs> <laughs> Probably Yoshi's Island for Super Nintendo. <laughs> Only because it was it was such a departure from the traditional Mario, you know, mm-hmm. run jump smash type deal um like the whole making sure you gotta stop fucking baby uh baby mario from crying and shit that cry was so annoying have you, have you played that no oh my god you gotta play it is the most they they probably recorded a real baby crying <laughs> <laughs> like it is such an annoying cry oh my god anybody that played this game no like you don't want to get hit because as soon as you get hit he he just started crying, oh yeah, oh yeah, and then like he started floating away in this bubble, mm-hmm. and you gotta make sure you grab him before the <laughs> the flying Koopas come get him or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, and you you got, you got like a ten second countdown, and then sometimes they speed up and like go faster, and uh, it's it's annoying, yo, but it's really fun. Like at, at the end of every stage, you're pretty much so Baby Mario lands and um. And the Yoshi on Yoshi's Island or whatever, mm-hmm. and then the the group of Yoshi's team up, and they like they're like, what's it called? Hitchhiking him throughout the world or whatever, mm-hmm. or throughout the island. And so at the end of each stage, <clears throat> the, the Yoshi would throw him off to another Yoshi. 
So you will start mm. with green Yoshi, and then you get to the end of the stage, and he'll throw Baby Mario to the blue Yoshi, and then he go through the stage, and he throw him to okay. the yellow Yoshi, okay. and he go through. This. It's, it's a really really fun. I play game. I play Yoshi Story on Nintendo sixty four. I didn't play Story. I didn't play Yoshi. No, that's story. only Yoshi when I played. I didn't play Yoshi Story. I didn't play that one. I wanted to. I wanted to, but I never got a chance to play that one. But you should definitely try get get the Nintendo uh the Nintendo emulator and get Yoshi's Island. It's really fun. I think you'll like it a lot. For sure. I'm gonna <clears> check that out. So quick question about you said Need for Speed too? Yeah. I so know, which one was dub edition? Or was that, that was Midnight Dub, Club? That was Midnight Club. Midnight Club, okay. Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Midnight Club dub edition was a classic yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. Man. That's, that's the one I remember everybody talking about. Like as far as a racing game go. It was uh, Midnight Club Dub Edition. That's the one everybody was talking about. You know what? I will say Midnight Club Dub Edition. I'm going to go on the limb. I'm going to say they have the greatest video game soundtrack of all time. Better than San Andreas? Better than San Andreas. Ooh. In turn, look up a Midnight Club Dub Edition uh, track list. Mm. Did you ever play Dub Edition? Yeah. Did you beat it? No, well, <clears throat> no. so, I really wasn't into racing games like that. Uh, but when everybody was talking about it, I was like, "Oh, I, I can see the the hype and the fun behind it." Mm-hmm. But it just wasn't for me. Like, and I'm just not really a big car guy in general. So I mean, I'm not a huge car guy, but it was just a fun game because, like I said, the soundtrack was good, the races were fun, and it was like just enough challenge. Like they had this one thing called unorganized races, mm-hmm. so you had to. It was like. 15, 20 different checkpoints all over the map. And you had to hit these checkpoints as fast right. as you could, but you could hit them in any order you wanted. Oh, okay. And you had, it was like this big trial and error thing. Like, okay, right. do I go like backwards first and then come back around or do right. I just go forward and all of this other stuff. And then me and, uh, me and Jamal, we was actually playing it together. Mm-hmm. And like, it took us so many different tries. I think I was the person <laughs> who ended up beating it. That's but crazy. man, it took us so much. So real quick, uh, let me tell you some of the tracks that was on the uh, Midnight Club Dub Edition. Mm-hmm. It had Birdman, Shine On, Big Timers, Get Your Roll On. Okay, I remember that. Fabulous, Ghetto, Fabulous, Real Talk. It had Lil Wayne, Go DJ, Manny Fresh, okay. Real Big, P- Petey Pablo, Freakily. Had Slim Thug Like a Boss. It had T.I. ASAP, You Don't Know Me. Ooh. It had Twister, uh... Overnight celebrity. It had the game How We Do. Uh what else that shit had? It had uh it had a bunch of other stuff, but like those are the main ones that are showing at the top of the list. But uh even some of the other songs uh that was on there. Oh, it had uh R. Kelly on there, so sexy. It uh has Trey songs on there. Like I said, man, it just had a whole bunch. And yeah, like I, I said, said. That, that track list was crazy. So speaking of track listing, um, have have you listened to music soundtrack or movie soundtracks lately? No. I know you was talking about that one Prince and the Messiah movie. This or, said Prince and the Messiah. What, what is it? Muhi's Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Judas. Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah, Judas uh, and the Messiah. So, but even outside of that one, like uh, recently I feel like movie soundtracks have been like the thing ever since like maybe before guardians of the galaxy but i feel like guardian in my head guardians of the galaxy was like the staple for like 
a good movie soundtrack that mm-hmm. you can that you can probably play front to back legit. And then those is all like hits from like the seventies, I believe it was. Right. Um. So, but that was a legit good soundtrack or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then we got the Ryan Coogler, or not the Ryan Coogler, the uh, the King Lamar soundtrack for Black Panther, right? Which was amazing, right? Um. And then now we get the Judas and the Black Messiah soundtrack, and it was really, really good. The only soundtrack I really wasn't feeling that much, but was still really good, uh, was the Beyonce soundtrack. Like, not, well, it was the one Beyonce did for Lion King, uh-huh. the 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 new, the live action Lion King. Yeah. And like, I wasn't really feeling that one too much, but it was still really good. And I've like, I don't know, it just like I wasn't. I don't remember a time when soundtracks to movies were like this good. Maybe because I'm, you know, super young old, or not super young, but I'm kind of young or whatever. Because I I listen to some people and they talk about how like the soundtrack to a mu- a movie was like the thing coming up. Yeah. But like we haven't really got that in a while. Well, I had the uh, I had the Eight Mile soundtrack. On, oh yeah. On CD. Yeah, yeah, that was good because it had Lose Yourself. It had A Mile Road. It had some stuff from 50 Cent. It's like Stat Quo, OB Trice. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so pretty much a shady camp for the most part. Yeah. But it had like some Nas and uh, some other people on there too. And it was it was a good soundtrack. Yeah, I remember Stat Quo. Yeah. Good times. Good um, times. Was it? Uh, did you hear, um, what did you think about that uh, Scary Hours too? Scary Hours 2. So I didn't listen to it directly, but I listened to this other podcast and they pretty much play all three tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, so I heard it indirectly or whatever. Mm-hmm. But from but what I heard, I liked. I liked it a lot. What was your uh, biggest takeaway from it? Like, what song did you like the most? Uh, the Lemon Pepper Freestyle. Was there a certain line that stuck out to you in there? <laughs> Where he was like... <laughs> he was like... Uh, I'm at the something like I'm at the parent teacher conference and they asked me, Do I know Beyonce and Nikki? <laughs> of course, <laughs> that's the most smug shit ever, but I love it. That's the kind of shit I would say. Like, I was like, When I heard it, I was like, If I could, if I could rap, that would be the kind of rapper I would be. Like, that's, <laughs> like this is my everyday life, and I'm gonna make it sound fucking fantastic. Like, she asked me, Do I know Beyonce and Nikki? Of course, of course. <laughs> But yeah, no, that's that's like Lemon Pepper. I think I think that's my favorite on there. Lemon Pepper was really good. Yeah, like I said, if I could be that, if I could be a rapper, or if I could rap, that would be my my style. I would just be a major shit talker. No, look, my my favorite line on there though. He said, "Half the time I gotta ask niggas what they professions is." <laughs> Usher the generation in. These are where my confessions live. Yeah, yeah, that like, was that was mm. tough. That's a bar. Mm. That's a bar. Mm. <laughs> that was tough. And you be hating on Drake. That was tough. You be like hating I was, on Drake. And, and actually, I came to the realization is like, like not even not even like with this particular three pack, but like a while ago. It's not that I'm I'm a I don't like him. I like the stuff he put out. You just it's like when when it comes to his rapping, I like his rapping way more than his singer, of course. But again, Ty. I know everybody keeps keeps saying, "Well, this you don't really know the whole story." Like, once somebody can question your pen mm. and say you had somebody write this, like, and the whole like everybody knows this is like I now have to put an asterisk next to your name when it comes to a bar. 
So like, but I don't think it even matters to you. It don't, but to me, I, I that's something I, that matters to no, me. No, but why? Because I, I like the, I like the creativity and just knowing that you sat down yourself and put this, put this to pad. Like no, I, no, your, your nigga. Brain, when you go to a restaurant, nigga, you don't care about the person who made the food. You just care that the food is good. Yeah, but that's different when it that's different when it comes mm. down to how I ingest my music. Mm. That's all. Like I'm, I'm very picky. We're not. I'm not picky. But you think about something that you can't even control. Yeah, you're, but, you're. So that just means when you listen to music, you're assuming that whoever listen, you're every, whoever you're listening to made it. You're making that assumption. Yes. You have no way of knowing. Well, no, 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 no. When I'm listening to rappers, mm. when I'm listening to rappers, because because of how rap was started, it was people on the block. Rap like expressing themselves, their own words, their own visions, or whatever. That's that's how I but look, look, look give, <laughs> give the intern all the looks you want. But still, like if you if somebody came up to you, or if if I spit a bar, and you're like, Oh man, that's hard, that's hard. And then the intern walked in, like, man, nah, I said that. Then like you would be like, Oh, this nigga trash. Like you would not so like that that's just me though. Like I just I I hold that high in high regard that's just like if if i showed you a picture and then somebody walked in like nigga you traced that like and, and, and they have legit proof that i traced it like like that that's foul but but see look though see now you're talking about tracing no so what's more so happening is like let's say you're doing a comic you drew the foreground somebody drew, drew the background and then let's say I assume you did the whole thing. And then you was like, oh, well, really, I just did the front and the grass. But this other nigga did the trees and the clouds. Well, so no, no, I, I understand that. Like, if I understand that some people will, like, write a hook and then, you know, write a hook to a beat or whatever and send it off to different artists or whatever. And then that, that person wrote that hook and they get, they get writer credits for that. I get that. But, like, when it comes down to your actual verse, I feel like that should be all you. And what if it is though? Like I said, y'all get to think about some fucking reference tracks, bro. Like, I don't think I don't I don't think it's warranted because I feel like if you get some help with some verses and you can be Drake, I would rather get some help with some verses and be Drake than to fucking try my hardest, do my best, and I end up as like Joe Button. Like no offense to Joe Button, Joe Button can rap, but I'm saying, and, and, and he can. But I'm saying, but, but I'm saying, like popularity wise, like status wise, status. Joe is Joe isn't known as the rapper anymore. He's known as that nigga who used to rap. Yeah. Now he's the podcast nigga. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, I mean, but it, it also depends on like what you want out of your career. Do you want to be? Do you want to go? Because do you want to be successful? No. Do you want to go pop? Do you want to be successful? Do you want to go pop? You 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 can be you can be successful and be a, a hip hop a, a lyrical miracle rapper. No, that's what I'm it, saying. It, what it, I'm it, saying it, if, it you get, if you get if you get assistance with your music to make it better, that doesn't make you pop automatically. Mm. You so you said nigga got three writing credits, they pop. Pop. No, I'm joking. No, I'm joking. But yo, check that out, nigga. I'm like everybody pop. No, 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 no. But like, it's like I just don't. I don't know. I just have a different way of like judging the artist because, like, because I I like that kind of thought provoking stuff. You actually put your time and your you put your time and your effort to come up with these creative schemes. I I like that stuff. That's just me though. I get it. So. 
Yeah, like I said, I, I, I like my my lyrical, miracle, spiritual rap. I, I like it. So, so what about Jay Z? He's not lyrical, spiritual, miracle, but he's like, yeah, but like, but when he, he, he's not super lyrical, but the bars be hard, they do. and then the scheme be hard, mm-hmm. and it's like, like is he'll say stuff that, yeah, and, and I think he, I think he's good with his, I think he's good with his like double entendres and things like that. Yeah, and then you got to double back and like, oh shit. I didn't really get that, but oh, that's how I get that. Like, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, no, I'm not a businessman. I'm a businessman. I was like, yeah. I was the, like the, the delivery, like uh-huh. just simple shit like that. And it's like, do you think, do you think Jay Z's uh, business success, like, do you think that alters people's view of him musically? Do you think people think so highly of his business that? He can get away with subpar lyrics, and we think they're good just because Definitely. they're just because they're true. Definitely. Definitely. But that's that that's that's the unfortunate status of money. Right. Money does that. Like I could be the ugliest nigga in the room. I throw a stack on the table, every girl go want me. <laughs> shit, hey, shit, stay tuned to the uh, LLC Twitter, nigga. <laughs> All right, for real. Seriously, like that's that shit that shit doesn't that it doesn't mean anything. Like, I just Okay, I don't even I don't even know where to start. <laughs> well, we only got seven minutes, so start how you gonna start. <laughs> only got seven minutes. Uh, seven minutes, roughly. Roughly. All right. So, you no, know, I don't even, I don't even want to touch on it right now. We we can do it later. We covered a lot. Dog, uh, I would do all that for the segue. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I fumbled it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh no. But yeah, yeah, you you threw it up. Yeah, you threw it up. Oh. And I wasn't off the down the break yet. I, I wasn't past half court, so I. <laughs> oh man, I was in Jay Z, the business, and everything. I lined it up. You ah. did, you did. I wasn't down. I wasn't in that train of thought though. I was. I, I thought you was taking a layup, but you threw it off the glass. Yes, like, oh, yes. I, I, I got. <laughs> I got to run down. <laughs> no, but um, uh, but anyway, like as I do, I do think people. People see his business accolades, they see his money, stuff like that, and they they let him get away because, as they say, it's whole. Like, mm-hmm. and and I stopped calling him that, but mm-hmm. it's it's Jay. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. he he could he could say that because he got money or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that shouldn't dwarf, like the money, in my in my mind, the money, um, the status, the celebrity, the fame, all of that stuff should not dwarf the art. Mm-hmm. Like, if you if you trash, like. Trash niggas get money too. Mm-hmm. So like just because, you know, Takashi 69 used to have money, like that don't mean his lyrics was good. Like oh, yeah. the nigga was a bum. Like oh, he was oh, ass. But, but the nigga was a master marketer though. I don't, mm, mm. I, don't know. I wouldn't go that far. You know who he is? Hmm? You know who he is? Yeah, because it's uh, because uh, because we live in a viral age. In turn, you know who he is? Takashi 69? Yeah, but that's only because we live in a viral age. Okay, I felt I felt like if we if we were living pre internet, he wouldn't he'd be a, a drop in the bucket. Well, because the marketing for him would be different, and his kind of marketing wouldn't work. Yeah, he'd be dead. But anyway, <laughs> um, but yeah, I just I just don't think like I said, I think all of that stuff should be pushed aside or whatever. But like, but when it come down to like actual money bars. I love money bars. Mm-hmm. Like in again, going back to the scary hours too, like on that lemon pepper freestyle. I feel like that was all just money bars. Like mm-hmm. just getting getting these bars off or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons why 
like people I, like I that's one of the reasons why I like people like Rick Ross and Jay-Z because they spit like that real shit talking money shit and I'll be feeling like a fucking billionaire listen to it like <laughs> like yeah you know what I'm saying maybe back outside maybe blue outside like yeah, I'll be I'll be feeling it all I got is a little terrain but it's it's, it's clean though <laughs> but I'll be I'll be out there feeling it so so yeah I I do long story short I do think people people um substitute his lackluster bars sometimes and just let it slide because he got money but I feel like people people get get away with a lot of stuff, you know, for other reasons. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like, um, like I, I I feel like M got M has scraped by with some subpar bars because he was white. Mm-hmm. But because like if if that same bar where they came from like uh, uh, Obi Trice or uh, Royce Fana or Lupe Fiasco, it probably wouldn't have got a second look. But because he was white, we tend more credit to it. Mm-hmm. But that that comes from a lot of um, black dominant anything. So like in black dominant black dominant uh, sports, you got mm-hmm. basketball or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like you get somebody like fucking Dirk. He's the best European player we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. But like in actuality, we've seen so many players like Dirk. Like let's be have, for real. But have we though? Yes. Who? Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett. Like Dirk. Yes. Them niggas can't shoot like Dirk. What are you talking about? Okay. Do they? Can they? They they are so in the- Can Tim Duncan shoot like Dirk? Yes. Only, 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 only thing I'm Why don't take- you have an Alexa in here, dog? Oh <laughs> only, my god. Only thing I would take about? only thing I would take away from Okay, so no. No, he can't. He can't. Okay, he was the fuck is you talking about? He he shoot he shoots threes more than Tim Duncan does. Tim Duncan's never really shot threes. So but why yeah. would you even say that? But yeah, so hindsight, you scratch that. No, no. we leaving that in. Nigga. No, <laughs> no, fuck but that. yes, but yes, uh, I feel like he would just he just another drop in the bucket compared to we we've seen we've seen almost seven foot guys that can run the floor like him, space the floor, do all the same stuff, put the ball on the floor. Do fade away. His fade away is impeccable. Uh-huh. Like, don't get me wrong, it's impeccable. Uh-huh. But we've seen dominant people in that position, same height, same size, and can and can do some stuff better than he can. But because he's a European player, he's just see. He, he, I'm not see. No, I'm no, I'm not gonna let you do that to him. Okay. okay. And, and that's no, no, no. That's because fine. look, the nigga Dirk was seven feet. He could shoot. Nigga was a three point shot contest winner. Nigga was a league MVP. Nigga was a finals MVP. Nigga, uh, like I said, the nigga changed the fucking game with his mid-range fadeaway. The same fadeaway that KD and shit do. Nigga, that's Dirk's fadeaway, that nigga. Don't, that don't work for him at all. What? The, the, that KD doing the Dirk fadeaway don't really work for him. But it's the fadeaway he chooses to use, yeah. and that's Dirk's fadeaway. When uh, Dirk started doing it, that nigga Kobe started doing it. A lot of other people started doing the off the shoulder, back with the leg. Nigga, Dirk did that. And Tim Duncan is good and great and all of that other shit. And like I said, greatest power for it, if you want to say that, sure. But Tim Duncan was a post player. And uh, Kevin Garnett was a mid-range to post player. Kevin Garnett wasn't shooting no fucking threes. He wasn't interior. Those, in, are, those are interior players. No, in, in his early career, he was shooting threes. At what kind of clip you think? 
of, of course not at at at, at the velocity. So that's the, what I'm at, saying. At the capacity so that's that what I, now, so that's what because I'm, the game is totally different. Well, now. I'm talking even if you compare him to Dirk, because they were around the same uh, generation. But even the time that KG came in and the time that Dirk was at his prime shooting all these threes was totally different. It was a totally different game. All right. But by, by this by this point, they was they were slowly getting rid of the 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 post player. So you had to be a stretch big. Uh-huh. The last few, the last few stretch or the last few actual big guys was like your Shaqs, unfortunately, your Yao Ming, stuff like that. Roy Hibbert. And well, yeah, that's and Roy Hibbert's kind of kind of new. Maybe Andrew Bynum. Yo, so Kevin Garnett was drafted in 95. Mm-hmm. Where do you, what year do you think Kevin uh Dirk was drafted? Probably in 96. So nigga, we so they in the same time period. Yeah, but what I'm I'm saying. Nigga, say it better. You're doing a terrible <laughs> job, nigga. What I'm saying is, the we didn't know Dirk for shooting all these threes. He didn't win the three point contest until like how when did he win his three point contest? Uh, it wasn't until further into his career. Man. And and at that time, again, the game had changed. I'm saying KG came in. KG was a. I'm not saying he was the greatest three point shooter when he came in, but he was shooting threes when he came into the league. Man, Dirk is the only seven foot player to win the contest. Yeah, of course, because he was a, he's a great three point shooter. I'm not taking that away from him. Uh, you sound like trying to take a lot away from that nigga, though. I'm not. I'm I'm just I'm just saying because the same way and the same thing in the NFL when you get a a black quarterback that can a black quarterback that that they deem is really good, he's a standout. But in the NBA, when you get a when you get a uh, a white player that we deem is really good, like he's he's a standout. It's that that's what I'm saying. Like you got people that's doing the same thing he's already doing, but because they are a different color or they're a different nationality, okay. like they, they stand out. So, so you said Dirk shit came later in his career, right? Yeah, so not, not super late, but later on in his career. How far you think is later? Give me some years. How many years? If he was if he was drafted in '96. Wait, 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 was was that was that spot on with that? No, he was drafted in ninety eight. Ninety eight. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah. So I'm going from if he was drafted in ninety eight, mm-hmm. I'm saying his his three point shooting came around oh four to oh seven. Oh four to oh six. So the nigga actually attempted his most threes between the year two thousand and the year two thousand and three. In two thousand he had four point eight a game. In uh, 2001, 2002, he had 4.6 per game. In 2003, it was 4.9 per game. And it was down every year after that. So he actually had his most highest volume of threes earlier in his career. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. That's cool. All right. But we still didn't know Dirk as a three-point shooter until... No, you didn't know Dirk as a three-point shooter until then, nigga. You the only one. You the only one. Okay. So, look. So this nigga, Kevin Garnett... Ain't never attempted more than one three per game throughout his whole career. Okay. Kevin Garnett. Okay. So don't. Yeah, no, don't. Look, look, Come with stats, nigga. Look, I, I, I hate the way you do. Unfortunately, you can't argue with stats, so you got it. Yes. You can't argue with stats. No. Nope. You got it. Nope. They, they are solid. They are there for a reason. So yes. you got it. Yes. You got it. Yeah. Dirk, Dirk has been shooting threes his whole career. Yes. There you go. All right. All right. So. Let's get into some music. <laughs> I actually don't even have anything. Was I? 
Did you go first last time? I think I got no. You went. Did I go first last time? I don't remember. Let's see. I do know what I'm gonna play, but I I didn't even like bring it up or get it ready. And I know the messed up. So I did find another Detroit artist. Well, not fine, but I remembered another Detroit artist. Um, actually, I met this guy. Oh, I heard them talking about Nolan and Ninja on um satellite radio the other day. A word? Yeah. What they say about him? Uh, I don't remember. I heard him. I heard the name though. He got he got a song with somebody. Hmm. I know it don't help, but yeah. So this nigga tried to try me at the end, dog. <laughs> I was offended, bro. <laughs> I, man, where? I can, I can go first. I can go yeah, first. yeah, you go first because I don't think. Oh, uh, you know what? He might be on. Uh, unfortunately, he might be on Spotify. All right. So, the song I have coming up is Pretend by a guy named Kill Jasper. All righty. That was Pretend by Kill Jasper. Nice, nice, nice. Sound good. Sound yeah, that's good. A, that like something I would normally play. Yeah, but uh, it came on and I liked it. And he <laughs> said, "I don't know if I can ever trust a bitch." And I'm like, "Oh, I gotta add this. <laughs> this nigga's spin <laughs> like bars. <laughs> Give me the album. Like, <laughs> I need more. <laughs> what, what, what you got? All right, so uh, I finally found it. Uh, so it's I actually met this guy at a, uh, a art gala or like art Detroit art venue or whatever. And he performed. Um, this is Big and Big Ange. I forgot how he, how he pronounced it, but it's Big A N G E. Um, song is called No Tents from his album Discoveries. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was Big Ange. That nigga was spitting. No tents on that road through the city, nah. That, was, that nigga was going. <laughs> you know, I'm actually gonna dedicate that to uh, Maurice. Cause he <laughs> he was talking about uh, he gotta he gotta get some tents on his car. Oh, yeah, because he said y'all here in the fishbowl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to dedicate that one to the boy Maurice, man. <laughs> That's show, funny. Show. All right. Oh, you know, I forgot all about uh, getting my, getting somebody for Women's Month. Oh. Sorry, ladies. Ooh. Totally, totally forgot. You got you got building blocks, though? I actually, I ain't, man. I've been off. I ain't got nothing. Bro, and I ain't got no fun facts. Ooh, we out here laughing. Whoa. We out here laughing. Oh, hold on. I'm sure I got a fun fact about yeah. something. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can think. I, I do this. Yo, so, um, who would you say, without even thinking about it, who would you say is the biggest frozen food provider? Uh, General Mills? No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Frozen food? Yeah. Oh, shit. I have no idea, bro. You you got me. So, the answer is Nestle. I, I thought Nestle because they own a lot of shit, but I was like, nah. they do. They do own a lot of shit. And, uh, you know, Nestle, N- niggas know Nestle is big, but they don't really know how big uh, yeah, Nestle yeah, is. Yeah. And uh, niggas think like Nesquik and of shit course. like that. But them niggas actually own Stouffer's. Yeah. They yeah, they own Stouffer's. Yeah. Them niggas own uh DiGiorno. Yeah. Um let me see. I'm just gonna go through some of the shit that they own real quick. They make uh they own Cheerios. They own Coffee Mate. 
so like the coffee creamer and stuff. Mm-hmm. So the Giorno Pizza, they own a uh, Purina, so like the pet food. Mm-hmm. They own uh Dryers ice cream. Okay. Uh, Fancy Feast, more cat food. Them niggas own a lot of a cat lot. food. Yeah. Them niggas own the uh, Gerber brand, so like uh, baby food. Yeah. Hot Pockets. Classics. Of course. Lean Cuisine, all that kind of shit. Who owns Tostitos Pizza Rolls? Who own that? Do they own? Let's see. If they, let's see if Tostitos is one of them. Uh, I don't know. So I know they own Stouffer's. And a lot of fucking pet food, bro. Hmm. A lot of fucking pet food. I did not come prepared. Oh, yeah. But but that's pretty much it, though. Like, all the Nestle stuff, said Nesquik, and all of those other, um, all the other products that I named. Hmm. Uh, okay, so off the cuff, I ain't even do no research. Uh, I, I've seen this, this topic floating around, people talking about, like, uh, have you ever heard, growing up, have you ever heard of people, um, uh, like downplaying Serena Williams' feminine feminine attraction attractiveness. Yeah, really. Yeah, I've never heard that. The, I've I've heard jokes about how like Diesel, how cocky she was, or mm-hmm. whatever. But I've never heard jokes about her being ugly or her being masculine or her being a man. I, I haven't heard jokes about it like that. But I've never heard somebody say mm, Serena Williams. But see, okay, so she, so she's not like Naomi Osaka. Hmm. All right, I'll give you that one. <laughs> she's not she's not ugly. <laughs> she's not ugly. But I I'm not gonna compare her to somebody else. Um but like I've never heard anybody like directly I've never heard anybody say ill Serena Williams. Like but I've I have heard jokes about her being all diesel or whatever. Um it is just like it just I don't know. I it just dawned on me like within the past the past few years we've had this push to like, you know, to like whip that stigma away because like we you can clearly see she got cakes. Oh she for get, sure. Like like I don't think we wasn't then wasn't Drake talking to her or something? Try to. Yeah. I think Drake comment, like niggas know what's up. Right. Like but anyway. Um, hey, but imagine you went you trying to have sex with Serena Williams and y'all like play fighting and then she like for real. Ain't no ass. play fighting. <laughs> Ain't no play fighting with that. Man, you no. know. Uh, no backhand and shit out you. No, come here, come here, come, come cuddle me. <laughs> I'll be little spoon. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, as if you had a choice, nigga. <laughs> right. I'll be little spoon. But anyway, um, yeah. So Serena Williams, like, um, if not maybe the best, uh, not just women's tennis tennis player, but maybe the best tennis player of all time. Mm-hmm. Some people are going as far as say the best athlete of all time. Mm-hmm. I may have some kickback to that, but I'm not going to make that argument if you want to say it. Um, but yeah, you know, if y'all want to look at her career, recently she's been getting beat by the girl that um, that G brought up, Naomi Osaka. Mm-hmm. Um, and like a lot of people in the in like the tennis community are seeing it as like, you know, they hype to see her lose or whatever. But like in my head, you would, you should want to see like, Okay, before our time, you know, you had Jordan whooping on Magic and, and Larry. Mm-hmm. And then you had, you know, Kobe coming up during that era. Mm-hmm. And then you had LeBron coming up in the new era or whatever. Mm-hmm. So now you got whoever going to be the next guy coming up. You shouldn't, we shouldn't look at, like, you should want to, it should be a passing of the torch. When when the legends get start getting beat, we shouldn't look at it like, oh, we happy the legends are getting beat. 
we should acknowledge what's going on with the new mm -hmm. and how the sport is being carried over or whatever. Yeah. So don't like we look at her career and we use. You y'all might see some stuff because you know they love bashing black women or whatever. So y'all might see some stuff about her, you know, losing. She lost a, a few of these tournaments against this girl or whatever. Yeah. And this girl dope. Like, don't get me yeah. wrong. I'm not taking anything. I mean, Naomi black too though. Yeah, she is. Yeah, she she's mixed. Um, I, I'm not taking anything from her, mm -hmm. but I just feel like let our let our legends be legends. You know what I mean? Don't take don't let the media and sports entertainment you know, kind of shift the narrative or whatever. Let these legends be legends because truth be told, they just got tired of her dominating this sport. Yeah. Like, let's just be 100. So, but anyway, uh, yeah, y'all do your research, look up, you know, all the stuff Serena Williams did and her, her, how her dad impacted her life or whatever, her and her sister's life and like pushed them to be great and be, you know, solid, confident women in this sport or whatever. Uh, but yeah, that's all I got. I'm not gonna half step it with any. Uh, oh, you know what? No, it's not half stepping it. Building block. Um, so, did you know if you leave a shark in, um, if you leave a shark in the in the tank, they not go outgrow that tank. Mm -hmm. So, um, in order for you to grow, you gotta put yourself in bigger scenarios. So you never want to be the smartest person in the room. You never want to be the most attractive person in the room. You always want to go somewhere where you can grow. Because if you stay, if you stay a shark in a tank, you go only be as big as that tank is. Go out into the ocean. Do they sell baby sharks? I'm not 100 percent sure. I feel like that's a market. I think I think you probably can. I don't see why not. I mean, like, gotta, depending on how big they are when they birthed. Yeah. And then and you just know, put it in a small ass tank, and like, it'll, it'll never grow. That's sweet. Yeah, it, it, it will never outgrow its surroundings. Like, cause why? It don't have to. All right. So, so yeah. So oh, yeah, that was fire. I liked it. Yep. So get out, get out of your comfort zone, so you can grow. If you're not growing, you dying. Period. Got that. All right, that's all we got, man. Thanks for tuning in, episode eight, eight of Kobe. the Block Talk Podcast. RP Kobe. Smarter home. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we forgot about that. Bobby Smarter home. Yeah. Did you know how upset I was when I found out his real name wasn't Bobby? It's not. It's not. Is it Robert? No. <laughs> it's nothing to nothing to do with like Bobby, Robert, whatever. What's I was. I don't. I have no idea what his real name is. We you, can Google it later. You said you just know it ain't Bobby. <laughs> I just know it ain't Bobby. I was so <laughs> upset because you know Bob. His real name is Bobby or whatever. Uh -huh. So I was I was super hyped like oh shit it's like that that's dope this nigga not not Bobby no hey but, but that's tough though imagine you going through your whole life being called Bobby and it ain't your name nigga I mean I think Bobby <laughs> a cool name but that ain't my name don't call me Bobby like <laughs> shit proud to be your Bobby the third of that all right mm -hmm. so but all right man we out of here it's all right y'all we gonna catch y'all next week remember to subscribe to the YouTube gotta please. subscribe to the YouTube follow the SoundCloud follow the sound please 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 like share comment subscribe tell your friends tell your neighbors you know something something in this in this pod seem interesting go ahead talk about it if y'all want to kill me in the con in the comments please kill this nigga about how you go disrespect dirt and, and and monkey d loopy look I, i'm here for all the disrespect i'm here to like to kill everybody's but you got to come with something better in, yeah. nigga, in the podcast finish. <laughs> look, look, i am here all right all right y'all we gonna catch y'all <laughs> next week all right peace ah. <laughs>